to the Blackcast. It's at Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. And don't forget, the Blackcast is at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. The Blackcast on Facebook and, of course, Blackcast.com. Joined in studio by the one, the only, Captain EO himself, Jeff Duray, on Twitter at Jeff Duray. Hey, 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 hey! Oh, that's good. It's a vast improvement. Uh, it was a little bit too fat, Albert, so uh, try again next week. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in the world, in the news, so we have gone to Blackcast senior correspondent, founding member. I don't know exactly what you're a correspondent on, but the one and only Coltrane at Coltrane Leaks. Welcome back to the Blackcast, Coltrane. Hey. Um. You know, there's a lot of things to talk about. I don't know how that went into my Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things to talk about here on the Blackcast. But, uh, you know, Coltrane, you were with us for Blackcast 250, and we, in the course of that episode, started talking about a lot of the allegations throughout Hollywood, the Harvey Weinsteins. And we alluded to a few things that, I don't know, I didn't feel entirely comfortable mentioning the names of people. But now other people are mentioning those names, so <laughs> we can dive into a lot of it. Ken, uh, you and I texted, I think, the day after that, because I'm pretty sure the next day was when we heard about Kevin Spacey. And it was just like, well, this is exactly what we were talking about, just not the person we thought it was going to be, right? Right. When me and uh, Will both worked in the uh, booth uh, back at the uh, at the old studio, um, like he and I had a conversation about actually about this, but it was like obviously like, you hear certain things, but you can't say anything because. Like there's not like you're just you're just hearing something like secondhand or like thirdhand, you know, like there's not really anything you can do about it. But when that story broke, I was not even a little bit surprised because like it's like you and I talked about it. it's something that had been talked about that I I had heard about before, but again, it's just I, I heard it like secondhand, so there wasn't is not a lot you can do, but yeah, and not it's surprised a, by that one at it's all. It's a terrible thing when you get those sorts of what seemed like earth-shattering, bombshell kind of surprising, terrible news about a celebrity. And then you start to hear all the, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we knew about that. And then there's also, there's like a specific incident with Kevin Spacey that, I forget now, it was an actor's son. I, I forget who it was. I don't want to say the wrong person. Um, but it was an actor's son, and they had talked about it at one point. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Anthony Rapp, who really started the, the whole ball rolling, who is, you know, he's known from Rent. Uh, I know him, of course, as a huge nerd from Star Trek Discovery. And he sort of revisited his comments that he had made in the past. That's what it was. He had mentioned it in an interview, and it didn't really go anywhere. But he mentioned it now in this climate, all of a sudden... Kevin Spacey has to, uh, quote-unquote, apologize, but he doesn't apologize. And it's this really awkward moment where he chooses that moment to come out as a gay man, which is like, hey, we're not talking about that. We're talking about how you allegedly molested a 17-year-old boy at a party in New York. I made a point on that the other day, which is that um, I feel like in a very subtle, without going their way, there is a degree of him using the I'm a gay man to point to almost exactly what got Milo Yiannopoulos, whatever, like destroyed, which is that like there's a small level of like pedestry 
that's almost like acceptable and I'm using air quotes with acceptable in like the gay community. So he was like, I'm just gay. I was just going after like a young boys, whatever. Yeah. Well, which know, I'm not like condoning no, or no, thinking, this, but Look, I'm just, I felt like it was kind of, it was, it was sort of the double edged sort of he, sort of that. I, I absolutely picked up on a, on a bit of that, but then also trying to sort of deflect on how bad the allegations were by, by sort of trying to hide behind the banner of being gay. So that like, he was because he was trying to like grab a community to like kind of help him out, and so it's like so when the criticism started to come down, then it's like oh now you're you're more picking on him because he's gay than because he did something with allegedly did something with someone who's underage. So he was trying to like sort of wrap someone else in with him so that he wasn't so isolated. And it was just very interesting when all the gay communities like wait a second no 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 we do not condone any of this behavior stop that nonsense. So I thought that was a pretty good moment for them as well. But, yeah, I definitely saw there was, like, the double-edged sword for me of what he was trying to do when he came out with his, his well, I choose now to, to acknowledge that I'm a gay man yeah. because I'm trying to see if I can use this as a convenient sort of shield. This just started, uh, you know, it, it, not a snowball rolling, basically a, a big ball of shit rolling downhill that, uh, you know, splattered back on Kevin Spacey pretty much instantly. I mean, they halted production on the next season of House of Cards. First, they're like, okay, this is going to be the last season. Okay, we're going to stop down. And then it was, oh, yeah, he's not going to be on anymore. All right. Now you, you have to take the temperature on these sorts of things and see how it's going. You know? So your first step is, yeah, we're going to be done after this. But then the crazy thing is that movie for the love of money that Ridley Scott directed and in the course all the money of in the world. all the money in the world, you're right. Like in the course of like a week spent $10 million to basically reshoot everything with Kevin Spacey as J Paul Getty's and it's it's interesting too because they replaced him with Christopher Plummer who is who Ridley Scott wanted anyway, but the studio was like, nah, we need a movie star. So uh, that, that that's on them, I guess. So that sort of thing's happening, but then you just hear all these terrible things about him, and I tweeted this uh, during that week, which was, I now understand why Kevin Spacey was such an unconvincing Lex Luthor, because he's such a worse guy than Lex ever could possibly be. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to tone it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he just, you know, he, Lex is like, hey, no, no, no. Yeah, Gene Hackman, the greatest Lex Luthor we'll ever see, period. I agree with myself on that point. But uh, yes, Jeff. You don't like the uh, social network Lex? Uh, no, can't say I'm a fan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. And it, it was like, that's why Ken and I, the day after Blackcast 2, uh, what was it, 250? <laughs> I almost said 200. No, Tree no, no, no. fitty. Yeah. <laughs> you gave the Loch Ness Monster tree fitty? Uh, 250. And uh, you and I started texting about it. And you also texted me there were allegations against somebody that you were never a fan of. And I believe you said you knew it. Uh, talk a little bit about that revelation. The Brian Singer one? Oh, not that one. I was talking about Jeremy Piven. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, you know. You jumped the we gun got, a little we bit. Kind of, we talked about a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, and, so I, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, the scandal we were talking about. Which one? And look, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about Brian Singer in a moment. But when. They, no, no. That's <laughs> what. It, when there was the rumblings that there was going to be the Kevin Spacey thing, I'm like, all right, well, clearly it's Brian Singer. Because right. it's infamous what he's done and they're alleged to have done. But there's lawsuits that have uh, gone on. And I thought 
made to go away, but apparently some of these lawsuits are still pending. Um, but we'll uh, go ahead, Jeff. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, so again, that was just I was uh, I got confused in my scandals there. Yeah, Jeremy Piven, that dude's a dirtbag. Anyways, I've never fucking liked that guy. And talk about and talk so, about your own firsthand experience with him. Okay, so it admittedly. A little bit of it was my fault. Okay, some of it was my fault. Okay, I was a, a little bit asleep at the switch on that one. My fault. So I was uh, I was running uh, a, a national radio show, and uh, he was on it. And at a certain point, you know, like, for the most part, you don't really have to listen to these things because the people, like, the host and the, and the guests are usually pretty good about that stuff. Of course, like, the one second I'm, like, trying to cue something up, he, he ends up, like, saying fuck. So, of course, I missed that. And like I thought I caught it, but I missed it. So you know, of course, big deal. Then of course, then it gets worse because they sit there and talk about it for the next 45 minutes, which of course like means that everyone notices it. And so then later in the show, he does it again. That time I completely caught it. I edited it out like 10 seconds of the show, but it's like you already know it's a big deal, and then like you go and do it again. But I don't know. Like he's just he's always just been such a dirtbag, and like he doesn't like I know people who have worked with him on different shows. And it's just like he treats people like shit. He always like he, like comes across as like super entitled, and so it just sucked for me because, of course, like I said, all right, the first one was definitely my fault. The second one was definitely just like it was just like an asshole move that he that he pulled because he could do it, and that sucked. But it's like he just has never treated people well, so my experience with him just sucked. But then it's like, and then he just did stuff to other people that I know, which unfortunately, again, you can't really tell somebody else's story, but so he's yeah. always just sort of been that guy. I don't like him. And so I was not the least bit surprised when this stuff came out because again, just the people that I know have worked for them. It's not a shock at all. With Brian Singer, I had a longtime friend of mine whose brother was actually dating Brian Singer for a long time. So like she flew around in his private jet and like they... your, your friend is the she. And so yeah. her brother was dating. Brian her brother Singer. was dating Brian Singer for a long time. And her brother was like close to my age. So he was definitely underage because this is in the time of like Valkyrie and before. Oh wow! Okay, so so he was dating your friend's brother when your friend's, friend's brother, brother was young, under eighteen, possibly. I'm not. Well, I'm okay, not hundred percent. Let's, let's just say very young. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. If he wasn't underage, he was close enough to it that he could embody an underage person. If if you catch my drift. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And just like this kid who was Brian Singer's boyfriend or whatever. I can tell you, has struggled with meth and all these other things. And mm. those are not separate. <laughs> yeah. Those were, like, things that he very much got into with Brian. And yeah. uh, there was also stories of, like, on the set of Valkyrie, this uh, guy would go and find uh, the boys for Tom to bring back to Tom's hotel room and all that kind of we'll stuff. We'll just say Tom and let, yeah. let people fill in who that might be, uh, Tom. But, yeah, you know, you've heard all sorts of things about these. You know, again, I mentioned that there is a specific lawsuit against Brian Singer, but you hear terrible things about pool parties and things. And I guess the naive part of me always figures 
well, if these things are happening, why are these people still allowed to work? Why are they still allowed to make movies? They must either be proven or proven to be able to be made to go away with some money. You know, because look, there are people that will never even consider for a second that Michael Jackson having boys sleep over at his house is weird. Which, by the way, for a guy that's as weird as Michael Jackson, that is actually really weird. Still weird. The, you know, it's weirder than every. It's weirder than having the bones of the elephant man and any of that stuff. So it's all very weird. And I don't know if I'm kind of blindsided uh, by the fact that I really like Brian Singer's X-Men movies. And, you know, I hate the ones that he didn't make. It, I don't know that it was hard to believe because I'm... Look, I'm not that, I don't find it that hard to believe or anything. I just figured, well, he's still working. It's... Not the big issue that uh, I thought it was. I, I guess I, I guess it's an isolated incident. There was some payoff. But then you hear earlier uh, in the month of December that uh, he was fired from the Queen biopic that he was doing with, uh, let's just say, Mr. Robot starring as Freddie Mercury. And they were pretty close to done. So when you hear that, you're like, oh, OK, because some shit's probably about to come out in a day or two. You know, uh, that's why you fire somebody right before a movie is finished. In a way, I feel like all these stories should be told. It's the fact that Brian Singer's story has never really been told as publicly at the forefront is surprising to me. But it's the same thing. It's like, I don't know what average people can do. All you can do is say, like, hey, I've heard bad things about this person so be careful. You know, I mean, when we got the Bill Cosby news, I had heard about that, you know, a good 10 years earlier from second-handed, but uh, I heard about it from someone who, you know, definitely was involved in one of those situations. Uh, so I, I don't know. None, none of it surprises me. What surprises me is how long it has taken for them to come out and that it really took you know, really Harvey Weinstein. And then it's like, okay, now I feel like I can speak out about these other things, you know. So I think what's surprising isn't necessarily what's happened. It's the pervasiveness. Because to your point, I think that's, and it's, I think, a great point. We've all been kind of turning a blind eye because it's like we're aware that in general these things kind of happen. But we're like, but I'm sure there's like enough self-policing. But then what it seems to be is that the, there is no self-policing, that these people in these other positions are just like, hey, you're still throwing your dollars at us, so we have no reason to stop doing what we're doing. And so what it really took was like, people coming out and being like, no, these people are doing horrible things to us. Stop giving your money to them. And the there's been enough backlash recently in enough big venues. Uh, I'm just going to go with football, with the whole sure. after the spousal abuse yeah, stuff absolutely. came out and all the backlash from that. I, I think the film industry is weary that people are finally willing to take away their entertainment dollars easily because there are so many forms of entertainment right now that you can't just be like, well, what else am I going to watch? A million other things. I'd like to take this moment to point out that the Black Cast is and always has been and always will be free. It's the <laughs> best kind of entertainment that you can have. Uh, we're your friends. Bring us with you. So when that stuff go. comes out about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When when you see pictures of Liev that make me have to go back and re-edit the first 103 episodes of the Black Cast, uh, you'll understand why. Uh, you know, one of the other things that we sort of alluded to in Blackcast 250, but for those of you that were watching the live video stream, 
I freaked out because I almost blurted out a name of someone who's accused of something, but they weren't really. And I don't know, it sent me into a panic. I, so I actually edited it out for the audio version. So for those who uh, really want to see what I'm talking about, it, you'll figure it out pretty quickly because it's officially been at least alleged in print that uh, Corey Feldman told police about you know all sorts of underage abuse that happens in Hollywood, and this does tie directly into these parties that Brian Singer has. But he specifically named Charlie Sheen for raping Corey Haim on the set of I guess it was Lucas, Lucas which yeah. is on HBO Go right now. Oof. So I saw it last night, and yeah. I was like, "Ooh, rough." Yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, I had heard that there's some really famous person, and Corey Feldman w hadn't really said who it was. And I asked somebody who, I'll just keep it vague, is in the know in this sort of world and, you know, things that try to get sold and stories and accusations and things. And I didn't even finish asking the question, and he was like, oh, Charlie Sheen. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, everybody knows. I'm like, everybody knows? <laughs> know all this stuff. Yeah, but what are you going to do to Charlie Sheen at this point? He literally already has yeah. AIDS, and I'm not saying that like AIDS is a punishment, but it's like he's got a somewhat yeah. death sentence, so it's like... By the way, there was a blind item recently that it was about a lawsuit, and they wouldn't identify the celebrity involved, but it said that a celebrity raped his assistant and gave her AIDS, and I was like, okay, so... What are the odds that that's Charlie Sheen? Because how many celebrities do we know that have AIDS? But I guess no, what is the odds it's I, not Charlie yeah, that's Sheen? What I mean. That's I what I mean. Saw that item as well, I saw that blind item as well, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, well, wait, wait a second. So, are you saying that it's Charlie Sheen, but not saying it? Yeah. I mean, it's. it's <laughs> I had a very similar thought. I was like, because at first I'm like, well, if then it can't be Charlie Sheen because, but, but. It, they're being pretty obvious about it, yeah. but I mean, who else could it possibly be besides Charlie Sheen? Yeah, and I, so I don't know. I, look, I'm just saying. all of these stories, all of these allegations are terrible. Uh, obviously, when you hear about the ones that involve children, it it, it takes on a, a just a different, far more sinister, nastier connotation, and it, it can make you a lot angrier. There's an interesting story on Daily Mail, uh, Coltrane. You know where I get all my news, of course. True. Uh, show True. prep is my lifeblood, and my lifeblood is dailymail.co.uk. And uh, <laughs> apparently, Lena Dunham directly emailed Hillary Clinton to say, hey, I just want to let you know Harvey Weinstein's a rapist. You know, that guy you take all the money from. Just want to let you know. And that apparently the email was sent in 2008. So um, I, I guess uh, that's, that's some interesting questions. But, you know, if there's anything that we know about Bill and Hillary Clinton, whenever we have questions... They always are right at the forefront to give us all the answers, all the information we deserve. You're really going to send something to Hillary Clinton <laughs> about somebody? Hey, by the way, there's a sexual predator around you, Bill. Yeah, and he's like, it's, it's not me. Not this time, I swear. Harvey, why you got to give us a bad reputation, my man? Harvey, we still on for quote-unquote massage parlor time on Thursday. Um, but the... I don't know. The the most, I have to say for me, the most surprising one, and, and every week there's another one, and I'm like, well, that one is more surprising. The fucking Matt Lauer stories is crazy. Not that not that a guy who's on TV cheats on his wife, you know? That, 
you know, come uh-huh. on. Yeah, right, exactly. I, I, I think uh, even Scooby could figure out that one. <laughs> but the fact that he, you know, like... Like, who is he cheating with, Scooby? Oh. <laughs> Here, here's one hint. She says, Jinkies. That's who it is. But the fact that, you know, he has the button under his desk that is essentially, you know, a rape button because you can lock the door and, you know... Obviously, there's consenting relationships with women, but then there's you've got him harassing interns at the fucking Olympics, and you're just like, dude, calm down. <laughs> like, you don't need to harass interns. You're you're Matt Lauer, but I guess he didn't want to, you know, step out. But I don't know, Coltrane. Your thoughts when you heard that? Uh, was it? I don't know. This, apparently, I have friends at NBC who seem to not have been surprised by this. But uh, what did you think when you heard? the Matt Lauer allegations. Kind of similar. I didn't really, I wasn't all that surprised by it. I mean, I was, I guess a little bit more surprised by like the, uh, by any of the forced allegations against him. But I mean, like him just being like a, you know, serial womanizer like that. I felt like that was kind of common knowledge. I mean, it's again, it's sort of, it, it is representative of kind of where we are, where there's like, or where we have been, where, there's some stuff that you're just like, oh, I, I thought everybody knew that. I, I Him being a serial womanizer completely, like, kind of, like I said, thought that I kind of knew that one. But the, um, but definitely, I, and the button on the, the button for the door, again, it's more, I guess I was more surprised by the, again, the force allegations than anything else because having, like, that slick button on the door kind of reminds me, like, of, like, kind of a madman, like, kind of, mentality yeah. where it's just like hey you bring the the secretary in you kind of have this split button and it's like oh mr baker <laughs> yeah you close you, know, you, you, you like, close the door but then you, you know you sit down and and have drinks and then you know you still sweet talk them you don't bend them over like, your, yeah. you don't bend them over a chair and fuck them until they pass out you know but uh right apparently but, that's what so, matt had again, going like on the, yeah the button on the door just seems like you you bring like the girl in because you're gonna like you know bang but you don't want to be disturbed like not hey, I'm going to lock the door so you can't get out. So that part of it, I was surprised by. And like I said, the rest of it, I, you know, him being a woman, I just was like, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of choose that one, kind of had that one locked in. But, you know, so it's, it is just, a, it's, I don't know, it's just an interesting, it's just an interesting reflection of, like I said, where sort of we've been and like the things that you know, you kind of know, you sort of know, and then the things that like actually end up coming out. So it's, uh, you know, there was kind of going back a little bit. There was a, a time when you, you brought up like the Michael Jackson stuff. And there was a time I remember being at a party and I was just in this conversation with this guy who was just like completely going off on the whole Michael Jackson thing. And I was just like, I was like, listen, like, yeah, it's horrible. And, you know, whatever is true there is, is you know, it's bad. We don't like it, but don't act like it's just him because there are a lot of other things that are that are out there and a lot of other things that are as bad or worse because at this point I had already heard like the Kevin Spacey Brian Singer stuff yeah and the guy's it, and I'm sitting here having this conversation with this guy and he's like well then just tell me about it just why don't you do something about it it's like because I heard it third hand and I can't there's nothing that I can do about it but don't be such a moralist about who you support and who you don't because there's a lot more of it than you think. There's a lot of this that has come out that has been surprising. And you mentioned that, like, sort of like the self-policing stuff. Like, there's a certain point when you hear certain things, and you're like, okay, well, maybe they went and got help for it secretly, and so that's why it has never come out. 
And then you realize, nope, it, like, the whole thing just kind of kept going on. So that makes it even worse. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, glad that it, I'm glad that a lot of it is being exposed because you, don't, you just don't want to live in a society where things are that bad for people. No, I, I definitely agree with that sentiment. And I guess, you know, there's different levels of surprising aspects to this. Like the Matt Lauer thing, you know, the unwanted advances, the persistence, the, you know, really inappropriate, you know, sort of using career objectives against women to basically pressure them. That's all. That's sort of the older stuff. That seems like old Hollywood. But, you know, just when you hear about some of the specific behavior, you're just like, yeah, this that's the part that surprises me. But the idea that everybody kind of knew about it, uh, another headline from the Daily Mail, which is uh, former NBC executive Jeff Zucker, he said he'd never heard about Matt Lauer's sexual misconduct. But then, of course, there's quotes about him. Uh, he joked during a uh, 2008 roast of Matt Lauer about... Matt Lauer masturbating, and he also laughed very hard when somebody called him the cock of the rock, as in 30 Rock. So clearly people know these things, but I guess with Matt Lauer specifically, maybe you just think, yeah, 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 he cheats on his wife, but, you know, yeah, with women in the building. But obviously it's all on the up and up. You, you like to think that, but I guess you never really know. The first thing that comes to my mind is basically like, got to get rid of this idea that when these women tell you these things that they were complicit in it because i think that's probably the first thing that keeps women from telling us about this stuff because you i'd like to think at least that if if a woman was like hey yeah you like closed the door and i felt really unsafe and then i had sex with them but it was like i felt really weird you wouldn't be like you should just said no you dirty whore right. you'd be like whoa that's really uncool like do you want help going and, like, talking to somebody about this, like, because he shouldn't do that to people. That's rape. You have to bring sort of a political angle into this. And, you know, in full disclosure, we're recording this on December 6th. And we're talking... What? Yeah, I know. I have to let behind the curtain sometimes. <laughs> so we don't know what's going to happen in the special election in Alabama, but I firmly believe that Roy Moore will be elected to the Senate. I don't know what happens beyond that. Uh, I feel like the people in Alabama are able to be convinced that, you know, all you got to do is yell fake news loud enough. It must be true. And that's the part that's very disheartening. All these women that are coming forward, because what is the first thing anyone says is like, well, why are they all coming forward now? Well, because they were going to never, ever come forward. But once people started to and it became a conversation, they're like, OK, I feel like I should tell my story. I never wanted to tell this. Uh, you know, these aren't people that are selling their story. These, you know, these are just people that are just like, yeah, I just I want to tell this. And if anything, it's shame. It's evidence of like the truth to the matter, truth to yeah. the power of like these people were ashamed of this horrible situation they were put in. And that's the gray area that we're all discussing. These people didn't want to do it. It yeah. wasn't just a mistake. They felt forced into the situation. And going back to Bill Cosby, look, there were probably plenty of people when there were one or two allegations. You're like, okay, you know what? Maybe things happen, you know, whatever. But then when there's like 53 or whatever it is, you're like, oh man, there's a problem there. So with these allegations against Roy Moore and sure, look, things are politically motivated. I get it. But I follow a, a lot of people on the left and a lot of people on the right and some on the super far right on my Twitter. And the argument, well, Bill Clinton's a rapist. 
that doesn't have anything to do with this. This guy still like rubbed up against girls who were really young. Yeah, not, and he not didn't choose to live half. the rest of his yeah. life as a gay man, so yeah. there's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only excuse that's acceptable. That's right, Captain here. Well, I mean, he still wants to be in politics in Alabama. Come on now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, on the show that I do for After Buzz, the Trump Report, we've talked about this kind of very regularly. And I've said, look, there are about 10 states in the union where I think that you're able to be like, yeah, you know, uh, people say a lot of things, but uh, you know what you think about that media. And I think Alabama is one of those states where, like, look, I'm not voting for a Democrat. You know, it's like, great, don't vote. Write in somebody else, but don't vote for this guy because, oh, my God, we need that vote. Yeah, you do need that vote because, it, you know, our friend Dennis Miller used to say, it's all shit. It's Republicans are shit. Democrats are Everybody's full of shit. Case in point, Things get past 51-49, or things lose 49-51. You know, because it's like, oh, yeah, it's right down the middle. Everybody's full of shit. And it's like, women, it's very important that you feel like you can tell your stories, that you look to someone, and we will help you, and we will care about you, unless it's politically inconvenient for us, then we're going to have to look the other way and actually endorse a guy who has these kinds of clouds surrounding him and as i said we're, as we're talking about i'm sure that he got elected to the senate i have no doubt in my mind that he got a senate seat and i have no fucking idea what happens after that but uh culturing you hear all of this roy moore poon <laughs> wait now take that bell back do the reverse bell jeff thank you S suck that bell uh but uh that's culturing. what roy moore said no, oh, stop it! <laughs> Coltrane, so you hear about these sort of things. What are your thoughts on all of this? You know, the fact that politics clearly comes into what people think about this situation. It is sad, and it is part of the part of the problem that I feel like we have in our current political landscape because as a country, it's like we are so divided that it that in a lot of these instances, certain things just don't matter if like you support the wrong party. It is an extremely sad state of affairs, and it's why the last election I feel like was sort of so, I don't know, vile, because when you looked at it, like there really weren't good choices. Like neither of those choices was good, not just because of who these people were like and what they felt like politically and all that stuff, but all of the stuff that has led up to them to like where they are and all the stuff that has led up to these parties and like where we are in like in our system. So it's just an extremely sad state of affairs because like you pointed out, Lena Dunham told Hillary Clinton like, hey, by the way, like Harvey Weinstein is a bad guy. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Hillary Clinton has her own like demons in this in this regard because of Bill, but it's like, yeah, but she's a Democrat, so we gotta go this way. And then on the flip side, it's like Donald Trump has said and done some horrific things. Well, yeah, but he's not a Democrat. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah but, but he's a bad person. Like, she's a bad person. It's like, can't we get anybody better? Can't we, like, come up with, like, a better system where it's like, let's look at the entire picture. Because, like you said, everything is 5149, so they're all basically the same. They're going to flip, like, one thing. There'll be, like, one difference between the two parties. Like, that's about it. Otherwise... It's essentially the same thing. So we're putting bad people in because they're all bad people because no good people want to get involved because, like, where we are, it's like you, everything is, is morally equivalent. Like, if you insult someone and then someone else, like, stabs someone, it's like, yeah, but they're both bad guys. They both did something. 
It's yeah. like, no, 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 like there's, there's, there's not, it's not the same thing. So I just wish that everything wasn't so convoluted. I wish that we could actually just get better people involved because I wish the process wasn't so ugly so that better people would want to get involved and try to actually make significant differences positively than just like being identified. Well, you're a Republican. Well, you're a Democrat. The end. Like there's got to be, there has to be something better than this. Clearly there has to be, but we don't have it. A few thoughts about a few of the things you said. Uh, one, the idea that I have to say anything favorable about Lena Dunham kills me, but the fact of the matter is she took the right step. And then, you know, you can say whatever you want about the rape allegation in her book. She still sent this email and was just like, hey, you should know Harvey Weinstein's a bad guy. I think that that's more on the, the Hillary machine than anything. And also this idea of, like I said, uh, Roy Moore, underage girls, Bill Clinton, rapist. It's like comparing apples and really, really unripe oranges that have barely grown off the vine yet. So they're very different things. And it's like comparing <laughs> apples to apples with holes and semen in them. I guess a ding for that. I can wow. never tell with you. Yeah, that was. Yeah, we all have those kind of apples in the fridge, don't we? But the idea that it's down party lines is, of course, you know, the stand that people take. And then, uh, oh, but it's okay when it's Al Franken. And look, what with the allegations to Al Franken don't seem to be as serious as especially to Roy Moore. And that's really the, you know, if you don't go as far as the Bill Clinton thing, it's like, yeah, well, look, there's a guy in the Senate right now. And I'm not saying his behavior was inappropriate. I don't particularly like Al Franken. I never thought he was that funny, you know? Um, I did like that he had a book called Rush Limbaugh's A Big Fat Idiot. I think that's very funny. I think actually taking the time to call your book that is a, is a good way to go and have a bestseller. Uh, for my longtime uh, SNL viewers, you'll appreciate the, the tweet that I sent out, which was, those allegations are against me, Al Franken. And the idea that, uh, you know, he should step aside, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, if enough people say it, he probably should. But let people vote for him again and or not. This isn't like the city of Washington, D.C., re-electing a mayor that you have on tape smoking crack with a hooker or what he thought was a hooker and saying, bitch, set me up. So, you know, there's different levels. There's layers to all of this. But if, if people think Al Franken's a bad guy, then great. He should be gone, too. I'm not saying Al Franken needs to be in the Senate. It's, you know, he could probably host another radio show that nobody listened to, like the one that he did before he got into politics. Coltrane, your thoughts on uh, the Al Franken allegations? I sort of agree with you that there's a part of me, it doesn't seem like some of them are as bad as some of the other ones, but it's still, I still don't like it. And the one with Leanne tweeting, I found that one to be like, kind of, I felt like that's what like a writer would want to do. Like, or, you know, like, hey, let me just write a love scene with this, like, really hot chick. Like, here, now we have to practice this love scene. Like, so I felt like that was kind of, I don't know, like, sort of what it was, what it means to be a writer. I don't know. I've never I've never written, but I, I feel like that's sort of what it is. But, I mean, it just, it sucks. No, like I said, there's nobody good on, e on, on either side. So it's like, there's, like, people that have, that just, like, have flaws on both sides, and it just, it, it just sucks. Like, you know, when it comes to Al Franken, I think he's a smart guy. I don't know a ton about him politically or anything. I just think that it is a sad state of affairs that it's like you come out and you're you're so supportive of, like, women's rights and everything. And then it's like you, you have all this stuff that you kind of also have, like, in your in your own closet. And it just – so it just sucks. Like, the hypocrisy is just – 
very disheartening. Yeah, I think it's sad that his family had to uh, flee religious persecution and drop the Stein from the end of their name. <laughs> but uh, they're all real monsters. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the best Captain is if anybody EO. listens back to go. Captain EO for the win. For the win. If anybody <laughs> listens back like about two minutes, you'll hear Jeff mostly off mic, but he's like, I have a bad joke. <laughs> and I'm like, I gave him the thumbs up because I'm like, I'm always on board for that. Uh, and by the way, yes, you did. But uh, <laughs> look, there are so many more allegations. I don't know if we've even covered all of them, but we've been talking for about 40 minutes. And I thought like, oh, we'll talk. We'll start off talking about some of that stuff. Um, but you know, I don't even know what else there is, you know, I mean, did, can either of you guys think of one that I should have mentioned that I haven't yet? I mean, there's just more stuff against Harvey Weinstein, but that, that's sort of, you know, I mean, that's, uh, I'm sure we've discussed Louis CK before, right? Did we discuss that? Had that story come out? You know what? I don't think we I knew that. that we have. That's a great point. I'm glad that you mentioned it. See, I knew there was something to, uh, that we hadn't talked about. I don't think we knew that at Blackcast 250. But that's another one where it's really weird. It, it's, it's definitely inappropriate behavior, abhorrent behavior, wrong behavior. But, you know, in a lot of the instances, it wasn't like cornering a woman and masturbating in front of her. I life. heard the blocking the door is an urban legend aspect of it. That wasn't necessarily true. Yeah, because the the women who've actually been quoted on it are just like, oh, no, you, you know, it was just something that he liked. And there are women that he asked if he could and they said no. And then apparently he didn't. But look, it's a bad situation. And it just happened to be brought into the news at exactly the worst time. And, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of conversations about this. This seems to be a thing that people knew uh, again. But I guess that, you know, it just seemed like it wasn't on the same level as these things. You know, you hear about just people who are involved in TV shows, people who are bosses, and they said inappropriate things or they tried to get somebody to sleep with them or something. And that's not necessarily on the same tier as any of this stuff, you know? And I'm not saying that what Louis did is, is, is innocent and it's just super weird, mm. but you know, there, a lot of, a lot of it's getting lumped together right now. And there are things that's just like, yeah, my boss was mean. He said that I was sexy. Okay. Well, all right. You can feel bad about that, but that's not the same thing as, you know, Harvey Weinstein showing up at your house and kicking in the door and forcing himself on you. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to feel badly about it. But again, it's like, okay, well, why is it, is it all in the same conversation? Maybe it is, and I don't know, and I'm just not smart enough. Mm. But Jeff, you brought up uh, Louis C.K. Um, a little prematurely, possibly. Hey -oh. But uh, what did you think uh, when you heard that story? Had you heard this before? A year ago. Okay. I have actually talked about this whole thing over a year ago, uh, knowing Louis C.K. was doing this. And I was like, oh, that's fucking terrible. Uh, but my mindset was just like, you know, if he is crossing that line, somebody's going to call him on it, and then it'll come out. I was just – it's a matter of like – I, as a, a fan and somebody who worked in entertainment, hear, you hear these third-person stories about people. Like, um, I know a few athletes that are not openly gay because it's like working in sports radio, you find out who's gay and that is, like, known within the community, but don't advertise it, and everybody respects that. They don't discuss 
athletes you, who are you you mean Jim Rome? It's a joke. I <laughs> was just for Cole trying to make him laugh. There's a there's Clones. there's a former famous Duke basketball player who's uh, infamously oh, so, gay. So like the only one really no. that I can think of right now. Like I, there's only one Duke basketball player that I can think of, and I, I'm just gonna say could it vaguely be the most hated Duke basketball could be the most time? hated. I'm might, just asking the question. Might have the same name as someone on the podcast. What podcast? Who knows what I'm talking about? It, it, it could be that person. That's who I'm thinking you're talking about. But nope. Not that one. More recent. Oh, more recent. All Still right. playing in the NBA. All right. Well, good. Then I'm glad I didn't uh, I didn't say that Christian Leitner was gay. Uh, <laughs> because he's apparently not. Or if he is, he uh, knows how to mind his own business. I didn't know that one. But yeah, there's a different guy who's still playing well, no, today. I'm saying Christian Leitner is not. That's who I thought you were talking about. Right, let me just <laughs> yeah, that's be... who, that is who I thought you were talking yeah. about as well. I was not actually saying that he was. Yeah, the, none uh, of us have, have said that. Uh, I, I called him famous, but I'm now realizing that he's only famous to people who like know about basketball. So he's probably not that famous. So somebody who does who produces a sports podcast would probably know who he is, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Coltrane, what I wanted to ask you, you hear, heard the Louis C.K. story, and you know, look, he's a Massachusetts guy. Maybe you know people on the ground there that that heard some of this intel. What did you think when you heard this? I didn't get the I get the intel about the same about a year ago, I think, too, and it was the uh, it was another comedian uh, who whose name I'm kind of drawing a blank on. Yeah, it was mentioned who, on like, a podcast and a couple other places all about a year ago, though, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like, I sort of heard that, and, you know, it's, this one, I guess the Louis C.K. one for me is a little bit different. Like, I, I, it's, it's clearly different to me in that, A, it was never, like, he never, like, uh, forced himself onto someone else. There in every instance that I heard of it, he did ask them if it was okay to do it. And so there's an element of it that whether it's right or wrong is like how the, how like the woman felt in that moment. So that's not really for me to, you know, for me to like interpret, but it's different for, it's different for me than like, again, like you said, like the Harvey Weinstein stuff, because it's not, it's, you actually ask permission to do something and you don't do it to them and it's so it's it makes them uncomfortable. It's not it, that doesn't make it okay. It just makes it different to me than some of the other ones. So I, you know, it's creepy and it sucks. I mean, you know, I it's you know it's it is total total tangent here, but it's just it's an odd thing to me. Like the things that some people enjoy is just so fucking odd to me. I just don't get it. I just there's just certain things I just don't understand, and that that is definitely one of them i just it's it's a bizarre situation that i just can't really quite can't quite fathom yeah i think that that's one of the 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 weird sort of after effects of all these stories coming out it's like what people are into and you know i've always thought louis ck is incredibly funny and i liked almost every season of his fx show except for this one really self-indulgent one that most of it was called like elevator part six so i don't know what to think now all the stuff that i watch i don't like oh i i can't believe i laughed at that no i didn't know any of this I, you know i don't know should i should i not have seen x-men apocalypse well maybe not for a few reasons but i'd heard these things about brian singer by the time that movie came along but i don't know i don't know what wh- what do you guys think you know when you start to hear that 
people whose work you appreciate and you enjoy, do do you feel like, oh, well, now I can't watch or like this thing? Like, I kind of still want to know how House of Cards is going to end, at least when that story first broke. I'm like, well, I still want to see what happens. But now I guess they're going to rewrite it. So now we'll never really know. But uh, I'll ask Jeff first. Uh, what do you think when you hear these things about somebody that maybe you admire or even just enjoy the work of? Well, I think a great example is that X-Men movie. Brian Singer is one of how many people that worked on that film. Yeah. So as much as what he did was abhorrent uh, or whatever, that I don't think that boycotting a film is necessarily just to him. What, what you have to do is like to have the public, in my opinion, I think the best thing we can do now until we see how this plays out is have the public outcry, have people be like, no, please don't put this man on another film. Have these things that come out during like pre-production and those things when they can fire these people. But by the time their movie has come out, like so many other people, their livelihoods depend on that too. So it's almost a little bit like throwing the baby out with the bathwater if you just completely be like, oh, all this entertainment is completely like no one should touch it. It's like, what about everybody who was doing the right things that put their heart and soul into like an episode of Louie that he didn't write? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, when you think about it, like I assume that X-Men Dark Phoenix is already shot. I don't actually know that. But if, if it is... Like, not going to see it isn't going to change it. By the way, I'll, no matter what comes out about anyone who works, I'm going to see that fucking movie. But I'm just saying, I could feel bad about it if I hear the wrong thing about the wrong person. Um, you know, that, like, in person, Jennifer Lawrence is slightly less hot than she is on film. You know, if I Jennifer hear that, Lawrence is, like, a total idiot, from my opinion. Like, I know fine. everybody loves her. No, no problem with but that. But I just see these, these interviews where it's like, yeah, like, specifically that one where it was like, yeah, and I sat on this, like... Uh, the holy Hawaiian stuff that we weren't even supposed to be there, and I just like shat on it. It was like, why would you do that? Why would you like? Do that? Why would you do that? And why would you brag about that? Like, you just sound <laughs> like a dumb bee. And like this whole everybody being like, oh, you're so kooky because you're like drunk or like yeah. can't do your shit. It's like, no, that's just not having your shit together. I think Jennifer Lawrence's claim to fame came in the same way to a degree of like Jersey Shore fame where it's like, oh, you're fun because you seem like you're a bit of a train wreck and I want to see how this ends. I mean, I don't know. I think Jennifer Lawrence is, is good in, in some of the movies. I like her as Mystique. I'm uh, not even talking about as an actor. I, talking I, about the, as okay, a human gotcha. being yeah. where like everybody's People so like in her. love with J-Law. Right. I think a lot of these things, I'm like, uh, not a good role model. Like sure. the same way if like a little girl told me circa like 2000, 13 or 14 that she was really into Miley Cyrus as a role model, I'd be like, mm, don't do that. Uh, well, uh, Coltrane, I'm going to ask you two questions. Uh, first, the most important one. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, hot? I mean, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the right answer. Uh, but uh, also, sort of what I was saying to Jeff about you know these allegations, are you going to view work any differently? Are you going to feel differently about seeing a movie or seeing something? I mean, look, people still go see Woody Allen movies. You know, I, I, I don't quite know how you reconcile all these things, but uh, what do you think, Coltrane? Yeah, I think uh, I think Campanillo actually had a, had a great point, because I, I remember, like, right around the, when the Louis C.K. stuff came out and he was being dropped by a bunch of people, there was a uh, there was an actress who came out and she was just like, that really sucks. It's like, it's like what he did is awful, but it really sucks because this was, you know, like this was going to be like a big opportunity for me to like, to you know, to advance in my career. And you know, now it happens because of what he did. It's difficult when you when you kind of look at it like 
just because one person did something doesn't mean that everything that everything else around it like should just be like shunned it's difficult and i don't i i honestly don't have like a great answer for it because the usual suspects i it was a great movie like i i love that movie when but it, now it, with like the now with brian singer and kevin, and spacey, kevin spacey, like, spacey exactly yeah Maybe like, they were just I, doing like, it to each other. Look, only. I mean, I, I'll, I'll let you finish, like, I'll let you finish your thought, Coltrane, right. but, you know, I guess I first heard about the Brian Singer stuff because there's allegations that there's only one reason that Brandon Routh played Superman in Superman Returns, and it's not because he's Brandon, good. Brandon, it's because his last name rhymes with where he took it. <laughs> Uh, his last name rhymes with Pooper. Uh, but anyway, uh, Coltrane, sorry, I just wanted to interject that and also a dumb joke. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, how I'm, if I will go back and watch that movie now. I don't know, how, like, if it's gonna, if it's gonna, going to skew the way that I, that I see, at, like, all of it. It sucks, because I, I wish I had a better answer. I wish I could, yeah, I just sure. had, like, more of a definitive answer, but I don't. I don't think I can necessarily reconcile it that way because when you see something and you see like behavior that's abhorrent, it's like, I don't want to shun it. You don't want to, you don't want to focus on it. But then there are like a million other people that had nothing to do with any of that. Their livelihoods are now affected as well. So it's unfair to them. It's unfair to punish everybody for the actions of like one person, especially if they didn't know. Like the Weinstein company that you know apparently was settling lawsuits everywhere, it's easier to you know have no sympathy for them because they apparently all knew. Like so, he was doing it. Plus, they all knew because they were settling all these lawsuits. So you don't feel bad for them, but you do feel bad for a bunch of the people that were in the movies that like worked on the on the movies. I mean, we're we are all connected to Hollywood in, in one way or another. So. We know the people that work behind the scenes on movies and stuff, and it's like they don't know anything, and even if they do, they can't do anything. They're just trying to feed their families as well. So turning away from all of the work that, that they have done as well is, isn't is fair to them. Yeah, and I no, will I, just point out, as, as another quick tangent, the fact that uh, that EO called uh, Jennifer Lawrence J-Law, really? Really? You went there? <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's that's embarrassing. A good, that's a good point. You call yourself a man. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yep. He's like, I'm owning it. Uh, no, and I think it is. It's very hard to negotiate. It's kind of a case by case thing. Look, uh, you know, obviously the things that we know about Tom Cruise for sure are just that he's kind of weird and he's part of Scientology, which I will not comment on on the record one way or the other. But some people might think it's weird. I don't have an opinion, but some people have opinions. What I'll say is that to me, Tom Cruise is such a great actor that whenever I've seen him in something, I'm able to actually watch the movie and not think the whole time yeah but he's fucking crazy he's so fucking crazy remember him jumping on the couch pretending that he was even mildly attracted to katie holmes who by the way i think is a very lovely young lady i just i love he her butthole i mean vagina <laughs> yeah. vagina. I, lo I love her brother a butthole i mean oh boy i really um so i think it'll be interesting her cut her hair <laughs> it'll be interesting to see sort of how because look there's going to be so many more of, of all these things i'm still waiting for the absolutely 100 percent false allegations and i don't know maybe we've gotten those but as of right now it sure doesn't seem like it because nobody's really fighting them in the way where things are 100 percent false but at some point we're gonna have to get them and you think but i'd hope finally like that all the vultures and cockroaches out there would see this as an opportunity not to ruin the world for the rest of us yeah like finally stay home 
and let people who've actually like had horrible shit get their day in the sun. Uh, what kind of roaches were those? Cockroaches. Uh, anyway, so we basically did a whole show on this now. I, I was not prepared to spend the whole time on it, but I knew that it was going to take up a lot of the show and I, I needed Coltrane to be here. But I think that we can turn the page on this for now, but there will be new pages in this. There'll be a lot more... Jimmy entries. Page? Uh, actually, yeah. Jimmy Page <laughs> for sure. Yeah, just do a light Google search. You'll read some stuff about Jimmy Page. He's like 71 and he has a girlfriend who's like, I don't know, 23. And that's the most normal thing that uh, he's done, basically. But Coltrane, uh, you know, you and I were trading texts not too long ago uh, because it was your birthday. I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. And also, I wanted to let you know that my daughter Lucy did not... Horn in on your birthday. You know, Will's birthday is at the end of November. I know yours is, I think, a full week right after his. And uh, she was born on the 29th. So she did not horn in on the uh, Coltrane birthday action. So would you like to thank my daughter for not taking attention away from such a joyous occasion? Absolutely would. Uh, much appreciated because we all deserve to have our own birthdays and to appreciate them all individually. So I appreciate that. She is a uh, lovely young child and uh, seems very happy and healthy, so mazel tov. Uh, And I told the guys this in the last episode, but uh, when I texted Bujenski to let him know, uh, I texted him a picture, and I said, she's four days old, she's too old for you. Uh, Which, you know, I guess in this climate maybe is a little bit less funny, but, you know, that's that's the kind of uh, rapport we have. It's called establishing boundaries. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But uh, Coltrane... I uh, I did ask you in that text if maybe Casey Anthony had made a jailbreak to come celebrate your birthday with you. But I do see that she is now trying to get the lawsuit dismissed 10 years after the fact. Uh, how closely are you following this case? And are you willing to still put yourself on the list for conjugal visits? Damn right I am. I mean, I will. I will always follow uh, my sweet love, uh, Casey Anthony, because uh, <laughs> love her. I mean, you know, hey, charges dropped. She is. A, she's a free woman. Um, you know, my personal opinion of that is, you know, uh, murky at best. But uh, she's a free woman, and uh, you know, I'm. I will continue to follow her. Uh, until uh, the the love is requited, <laughs> I just recommend you have her brush her teeth before you kiss or anything. Yikes! <laughs> um, and then Fair. one Fair other enough. one other great update that you provided me with. Uh, wh- what's new with Courtney Stodden? Tell Blackcast Nation what they should know about her. <laughs> Amongst like the the reality TV uh, level celebrities that are starting these new member websites where essentially like if you pay to, to be a member of their site, you get to see like naked pictures of them and everything. So I saw that she had, uh, she had involved herself in that. And I was like, uh, Hey, maybe she'll, uh, maybe she'll send me a free membership. Cause I'm not going to lie. Courtney Snodden, despite the fact that I feel like when she's all done up in makeup, she looks like a train wreck. But I, I was standing in front of her at Starbucks one day and she was not made up at all. And she was very, very pretty. So I, uh, I'm actually a fan of Courtney Stodden. I mean, especially now that she's gotten rid of her creepy ex-husband. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm all for it. I, you know, I have no intention of actually, like, paying to see her naked because why would I waste my time? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's the Internet. You can find 
10 different women that look exactly like her that are naked and it's free. So there's a lot of free nudity out there from, from what I'm told, there's free nudity out there. I've never looked for it, but I'm told that it's out there. Uh, by the way, Coltrane, if you remember, and and Courtney love, you mean it, but not going to face it. Uh, and, uh, Coltrane, I, I think you might remember about a year ago, I actually met Courtney Stodden. She was a guest on uh, the tomorrow show. Uh, I was there every, every show at that point. Now I, I duck in and out once in a while. So I was very close to her and, uh, I did not give her your number. Did that make me a bad friend? It kind of did, which, by the <laughs> way, I remembered that, which is why I mentioned to you that, that she had the pay site now and that I was looking for. There was there actually was thought in that. There isn't always when I make comments, <laughs> but that one I actually did remember. I also remember that Sarah was there as well. So I remember yeah, these things. That was, that but, was um, the first episode. It does, in fact, make yeah. you a bad friend, yes. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I think it made me a good friend that I didn't give your number to Farah, though. So you see, I think they cancel yeah, each other okay, out. Yeah, there's that balance, balance. But she is into butt stuff. That's true. She really Back to her teen mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I thought it would be uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't sort of revisit some of the uh, most popular topics from Coltrane's Corner over the years, and those topics are indeed the corners of Courtney Stodden and the corner of Farrah Abraham. Uh, but uh, Coltrane, I hope that we're able to uh, carve out a little bit more time before the end of the year, so I don't want to wish you Merry Christmas, because I feel like we need to have you on again before Christmas, but then at the same time, if we don't, then I'm a dick because I didn't wish you a Merry Christmas. You understand what I'm saying? I do, in fact, understand what you're saying. So And so we will... Say uh, Feliz Navidad. Oh, and, I like uh, that. And, and wait, what is it? What is it? Happy Life Day. Oh yeah, thank you for talking about it. It's very important that people know how important it is to celebrate Life Day, uh, because uh, you know if it, it's the holiday on the Wookiee homeworld, as well evidenced by the Star Wars holiday special from 1978. And yeah, Happy Life Day, everyone. Happy Life Day, Captain EO. Uh, but uh, Coltrane, we appreciate you carving some time out. Uh, from uh, what is always a busy Coltrane schedule, and uh, we will have to catch up with you in the very near future. But people who want to know what's going on, make sure to follow Coltrane at Coltrane Leaks. And Jeff Duray at Jeff Duray. <laughs> and, of course, I'm at Christian DMZ, and the Blackcast is at Blackcast. And Facebook, The Blackcast. Give us a like, comment, all the good stuff. And, of course, BlackCast.com, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. I never know what's going to be next on the BlackCast, and that's what I like about it. But whatever it is, you'll find it next time on the BlackCast.